You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And in case you haven't heard it recently, we are all just getting started. Uh, I think that's actually probably a better way to say it than we are all early, right? Because what does early even mean in this whole cycle of early adoption, bleeding edge technology? And you know, it's something that for me, you know, I was early on in web two, I beta tested and, and pushed the limits of a lot of products and services uh, back in 2009, 2010, 2011. And for me, you know, so many of the lessons that I learned during those times have really allowed me to do some great things recently in this web three space, but also have really given me the freedom to recognize some of the things that are just a byproduct of early adoption. And I know for everyone, not for, not for everyone, but for a lot of people, this is maybe your first time in the early adoption phase, or maybe it's the first time you feel like, hey, like I'm really, I'm really somewhere that I think is valuable, but I also I am I'm, you know, at a place in my life where I could take advantage of being an early adopter, right? Because I think that's actually one of the things that is often uh, mis- <laughs> misrepresented in this whole equation, right? It's it's one thing to be to know that you're um, you're early and you're part of a, a movement. It's another thing to be in a place in your life, in your business, even maybe in your financial um, situation that allows you to lean in, right? Because not only is this early adoption phase full of uh, risk, and I will tell you, <laughs> The thing that I like always, uh, you know, connect to uh, this, you know, early adoption world is, is really this feeling of, you know, am I wasting my time? Like, what the hell am I doing? And in some cases, you get to the end of something, and you feel like, man, I just wasted days and weeks learning maybe this new protocol or understanding this new methodology, only to realize that it's probably not what's going to be best for you. Or maybe it's probably, you know, there's not a, uh, you know, technology that is available for you to be able to set yourself up to succeed. And so here's where I, I, I want to, if you're feeling like that, if you are listening to this and you're like, Brian, sometimes I feel like I'm going down these rabbit holes and then I get to the end and I'm like, what the hell did I just do that for? Like, I need to stay focused on this. Here's the truth is that every one of those rabbit holes Every one of those opportunities where you're leaning into something, it is not a wasted opportunity, it is not wasted time. Like we've been programmed for far too long to believe that just because we didn't put something out or we didn't create something or we didn't press the damn button, as I like to say, just because there isn't an external output of what we are spending our time on does not mean that it is a waste. 
And no, I'm not going to say is like, you know, uh, you know, failure is a necessary step to success. I'm not going to tap into that because I, I have my own little kind of, you know, thoughts on that. I think we, we under value or we, we take away some of the, the things that people need to understand when it comes to failure. But that, but going down a rabbit hole hole only to learn that it is not, you know, what you, what maybe thought it was or what was be best for you is actually not the same as failure. Because here's the, here's the truth in this early adoption space that you will never, you, you have no idea how doing certain things now are going to help you in the future. And I know that sounds like maybe, maybe a little like woo woo, but here's the, here's the truth on this. A lot of the things that we are learning that we might not be able to implement today will end up being the foundation of what is taken into mass adoption. And so like when you're going down, maybe you're like, you know what, I'm going to create a, a project on Solana and you start, brain, you, know, you start brainstorming and building out this project on Solana. You're going through all these different things. And then you get to a point where you're like, man, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get my audience onto Solana, right? They're going to have to have a phantom wallet. We're going to have to go through all these, you know, uh, you know, what does a smart contract look like in, in a Solana world? How do I, how do I mint it, but also um, not, uh, you know, make it things too confusing? And, and maybe you get to the end of that and you're like, man, that was a waste. I should have never thought about using Solana. Well, here's the truth on that. We also have to look at it like we don't know how to push the limits of what things are working in the early adoption stage until we push the limits of what's not going to work in this stage. And this has been like my secret sauce, right? Like my secret sauce has been like, I've, I, you know, the, the platform that I went viral the most on, right? The one I had the most followers on, on social media is a platform that most of you have never heard of, but for about a year, it was, it was the talk of everyone. And I was pushing up to, you know, a million followers, right? Like, I would, and for many, whenever, when, and, and the app is Meerkat, rest in peace. It was a live streaming app in 2014, uh, 2015. And for many, they were like, man, Brian, you know, that sucks that you like wasted all that time on Meerkat. You, you, um, you know, all those, you know, things that you could have been doing if you had just gone on Periscope earlier, or maybe you had built out a strategy to use YouTube um, and YouTube live earlier. And I will tell you, like I fell victim a little bit of that. Like, woe is me, sucks to be me. Damn, I can't believe I wasted my time, me. And you know what? That's just like external people that aren't willing to take risks or try new things to try to to kind of push us back and say, like, see, I told you that wasn't going to work out. But you know what's funny? Those same people, when something does work out, they're like, oh, must be nice to be you. Oh, you, you know, you're the early adopter. You're always jumping on new shiny objects. No wonder it worked for you. Must be nice to be you. Isn't that funny how the people that are so quick at telling us that we are we wasting our time or this is a sham or that, um, you know, that we are buying expensive JPEGs or that this technology isn't going to take off will be the same people three years from now that will complain that they were left out, that they didn't have a seat at the table, their life wasn't in the right situation. So I say all of this because I want us to, to realize there's some things here in this early adoption phase that I, I want us to remember. There are going to be things that you're going to want to design or develop or, or launch, but you're not going to have all of the parts to make it happen. And here's the key to this. 
It is okay to take Web2 solutions, technology, software, methodology, even Web1 methodology solutions, and pair that with Web3 so that you can continue to push forward. One of the biggest mistakes that I believe people are making right now in Web3 is they're waiting for things to be aligned. Even though we know we are all early, even though we are all learning together, and maybe we even believe wag me and we're all going to make it. But here's the, the interesting thing is that if you are waiting for everything to be aligned, you might as well tap out and come back in three years. Because guess what? When you are deploying something, let's say like you want to, I want to, I'm launching a book and I want to launch an NFT alongside of my book, but I want my publisher to embrace my book deployment. And I want the NFT technology to be able to maybe scan a QR code and know that the book was purchased at a retailer and then enable that to be able to get to airdrop somebody an NFT. Well, guess what? Publishers are, are, are not innovative. <laughs> Let's just be truthful. Uh, the technology in physical product, um, connecting physical products uh, to NFTs are still extremely limiting. I mean, even, you know, a POOP where we're scanning a QR code. I mean, we thought QR codes died in the late, you know, uh, 2010, 2015. Like, I remember laughing at when I saw QR codes still exist. I remember when Snapchat was like, we're going to deploy our, you know, our social media, uh, you know, logo as a, uh, as a QR code. And I, I even put the QR code on the side of my messenger bag at South by Southwest. So people could walk by me, scan my bag to follow me on Snapchat. That was QR codes, 2013, 2014, 2015. Well, guess what? They're, they're back because guess what? We still have not figured out physical environment connecting that to digital interactions, right? Like how do I, you know, if I, if an entire room, if I want the entire room to be able to opt into something right now, our options are like QR code, uh, go to a landing page. And even if we are going the landing page, anyone can share that landing page out. Um, and you know, like, that's also a limitation, right? Like if I, you know, a QR code, the beauty of it is everyone has to raise their phone and, and click it on their, on their phone. The downside of that is someone could still take a picture of the QR code, post it on Twitter, and then anyone who sees that on Twitter could still scan with their phone. Like, I mean, let's face it, right now, as innovative and as beautiful as the blockchain is, and I firmly believe the blockchain is going to drastically change things and and, and disrupt things in ways that we haven't even dreamed of yet, we still got a long way to go. The technology, the basics of the technology, I mean, Web3 sucks on mobile. I mean, how funny is that? We are, we're living in a, you know, and there's some exceptions, right? Shout out to some.place, S-O-M-E dot P-L-A-C-E. We, we minted their NFT as part of our collection. They actually have a metaverse solution that is built for your mobile device. And it's kind of like an onboard um, into the metaverse. I actually interviewed their CEO, uh, Lana, um, back in ooh, December. Um, go check out that episode, some.place. But a lot of these solutions are not built for mobile. And I think that's just a sad um, state of where we're at. And so where I, what I want to inspire you to think about is, you know, think about the problem that you're trying to solve or the experience you're trying to create. And then look at what Web3, uh, what Web3 enabled elements you want to implement. And then where there is a gap, 
Let's look at web two or even web one solutions. I mean, I know that I can take notes on my uh, iPad and digitally, but you know what I like to do? I got sticky notes everywhere. And anyone that's watching the video, you know, for those that don't know, every one of these uh, podcast episodes are up on our YouTube channel uh, for anyone to consume up there. If you want to watch the video, I do overlays and we do some uh, B-roll and things as well for those that are interested in that. But I was just holding up, you know, this is actually our mind map uh, layout for our merchandise keys that we'll be uh, deploying in the very near future. And uh, what I'm most excited about with this um, is that we are you know, really customizing five different, maybe six different uh, storefronts based on what NFTs you hold, how much ADHD coin you hold, or maybe you don't hold any of that. And what does that look like? But I will tell you, the part of that is also the fact that we are, we are piecemealing some things together. And so this is the, the beauty of, I, I tell you that the, the number one skill set for being great right now in this space is your ability to roll with the punches. But I believe your number one focus for implementing, for pressing the damn button, for getting started, for taking action is being willing to, to bring these different things together and understand that it's not going to be beautiful. It's not going to be perfect. It's probably not even going to be the, the thing that is optimal for your audience. But guess what it is going to do? It's going to start those, those, that journey. It's also going to give you the opportunity to help be an innovator in other spaces, right? Like I have some people right now that you know, we have a podcasting app that we are going to be testing out that integrates uh, NFTs, kind of like listen to earn is what I like to think of it, right? So like rather than you right now having to listen to this podcast and then jump over to our website to put in our proof of podcast uh, that we've been doing. What if you were able to do that in, in, an, in an own app, right? If I gave everyone an app to listen to, and in that app, you could follow along with others that are listening. You could add inline comments, but we could also, I could actually track and say, if you actually listen to the whole podcast, it's going to enable something for you to actually click on and, and validate that, right? So then I'm going to be able to celebrate you as super fans. Well, guess what? A lot of this technology is still very much like, okay, if I have the app, how can I get the right smart contract? If I don't have the right smart contract, what are the other options? Maybe I could use POAPs. Maybe I could do what I'm doing with this podcast, right? Like we are doing a lot of manual processes, right? Like for those that don't know, right? Like, you know, Kevin on our team, uh, you know, Allison, I mean, we have a, a whole team, uh, Drew and Ryan and and Jen, and, and I mean, and Amy, and James, and and I always do this. Josh, when I was, uh, and and Carter. Whenever I start, you know, mentioning one person, I got to mention the whole team, uh, because I'm just thankful to have you know some amazing people to work with. But here's the here's the other thing that I want everyone to recognize, is that you won't know what works. You won't know what is too much until you push that limit. You won't know if this is right for you until you start trying things. So many people are stuck right now in that like strategy, optimization, rabbit hole learning. And I'm here to tell you, we are not going to get new innovation. We are not going to push the limits. We are not going to make the strides that I believe we can make in this Web3 space unless you are willing to press the damn button. Unless you are willing to bring together Web 2 solutions with Web 3 solutions, piecemeal them together. Maybe you know, we're launching here, we're, we're, we're integrating uh, Kajabi uh, into our content workflow um, here on our team. And we're going to be able to 
um, you know, bring Kajabi hopefully into Web3 so that, you know, for those that want to consume our content in a, in a different format, we're going to be able to do that for you. But guess what? I also want to be able to gate some of that. Well, there's an amazing app called Bonfire that I, I'm a big fan of that we've used uh, many times here on the podcast um, that allows us to gate things on Ethereum and on the uh, Rally, our L2 sidechain, um, as well as being able to uh, kind of you know, add some uh, embeds on the back end. The problem with that is I still need some other things that need to be in place for those other parts to work. And so guess what? We're going to be using Web2 content market management solutions with a Web3 gating solution with really a Web0, which is merchandise mailing um, solution to bring merch to all of you, uh, the audience that have been asking for it. And I know there's so many people that are, are interested in not only the podcast merch, but some of the sayings like we are greater than me and, and super powered. So, you know, like I, 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 I fell victim to this, right? Like I was waiting around, not really waiting around. I was pushing people and pushing solutions to say, I need this, this, and this before we can move forward. Well, guess what? I'm done waiting. We're going to roll that out very soon for all of you that are, uh, you know, our amazing listeners. And I'm just going to tell you that as we do this, we're going to be learning and growing together. And I appreciate your patience. I appreciate you rolling with our punches. But more so than anything else, I would appreciate if you do the same. Innovate. Try new things. Push things out there. Jump into our Discord. Put out your idea. Say, I'm thinking about doing this. Does anyone have any feedback? I mean, we have some amazing people that are doing some amazing things. We even do it on Tuesday mornings. We do an accountability call where people can jump in, share what they're working on, and then ask what they want to be held accountable for in the NFT space between now and next week. All of that's happening over on our Discord. So uh, check out that. It's our links are in in the show notes. But more so than anything else, my friends, you know, we are all just getting started in this space and just know that it can feel overwhelming. Those rabbit holes that you're going down to down are not wasted times. They are, they're, they're, they're learnings. They're things that you don't even realize that you're probably going to use later on, but also in a beautiful way, there are opportunities for you to start to experiment and, and understand things that maybe bring all of the pictures together. I will tell you, some of the greatest blog posts I've ever written have never been posted, but they have allowed me to create amazing episodes on this podcast. And maybe at the time, I felt like I wasted all that time writing all these words that I never posted anywhere, but really, it allowed me to practice my storytelling, practice my, the way that I wanted to formulate some of these ideas, and now, look who's the benefit. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not for